This is the Stop Time Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hopkins, and I'm here to engage you in thought-provoking motivational conversations around practicing the art of living in the moment. I'm a certified life coach, and I'm excited to dig deep and offer insights into embracing who we are and where we are at. Imagine making your debut in one of the most popular musicals on Broadway today and undersetting not one, but three principal roles. <laughs> today, I'm speaking with Nathan Levy, who at just 20 years old, is the understudy for Connor, Jared, and Evan in the Broadway musical, Dear Evan Hansen. Up until Broadway shut down in March, Nathan has yet to go on. Nathan, thank you so much for agreeing to spend time with me today on Stop Time. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about chatting with you. And if it's okay with you, I would love to jump right in. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So everyone's going to want to (laughs) know. I know I do. Do you remember the moment on March 12th when you found out that Broadway was shutting down? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was it was a crazy day. I was actually in rehearsals, not for me actually, but for another understudy, another triple cover as I'm called. So he was another one and we were rehearsing him and it was great because I obviously was getting to do my Jared rehearsals, you know, intrinsically with his actual rehearsals. So we were all really getting each other our help and whatever lines we needed. Um, And it was during, I think one of the breaks and our stage manager was there, our associate director was there, choreographer, and go to the bathroom. I come out and they say that, you know, they saw the playbill articles and everything that Broadway was shut down, it's effective immediately as of tonight, 5 p.m. Um, and then we all kind of saw it coming, you know, that week leading up to it. I think it was a, a Thursday. So, you know, from that Monday, through that week, we all could feel something was coming, but mm-hmm. you know, it's always different once you see it in yeah. person. Yep. <laughs> um, so we got that article, and obviously our stage manager was making calls, and then obviously the poor kid was like, "Are we still gonna rehearse?" Like after it was technically our ten break, our ten minute break. So we were back to rehearsal after that, and it was kind of odd. We were all kind of off, obviously. Yeah. Um, still trying to like help this kid learn. Wow. <laughs> and then. I think another break happened around three and then we got a email from our producer Stacy and it was for like a, a whole wide company-wide um, conference call for the tour uh, London West End and Broadway so it was all three companies on one conference call which was very chaotic and um, you know all over the place um, but she basically just said she didn't really know what was happening. None of us did. She's going to take it day by day and then open it up for questions. And at this point, I mean, no one even knew about unemployment or the theater shutting down. Like, we didn't know any of that stuff. So people were in a frenzy. People were asking if they could go home, like like kids my age, but also adults you know, who has families in California or other places, if they could go back to their families and rent and, you know, all these things that still somewhat low key are up in the air, you know, but especially at that time, everyone was just so, I mean, their minds were spinning. That was like at three 30. And then right after that, I mean, we obviously ended rehearsal, the poor new kid, the understudy. Um, (laughs) And then yeah, we went to the theater. Luckily, we were close by, like, a couple blocks, so we all just kind of took our stuff, and 
walked to the theater, got our stuff, and then, yeah, me and my older brother Adam, we we flew back together that next morning. So it was no very kidding. very quick. Wow. So yeah. when you heard the news, like, what was your? Do you remember what was your first thought? Oof. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest. It was rough. It was really. It was like having having everything right, you know, like a line in the show, which is kind of corny, but you know, you see everything you wish you had and it's right there, right there in front of you. Mm. And it was, it was so, I, I had joined the cast in January officially. Right. And um, I was contracted to go till July. And at this point, I mean, it was March, so we were halfway through and I still hadn't gone on yet. And um, it wasn't any bad blood and it wasn't a, there was none of that but I just genuinely the nature of it I had not gone on yeah. and I could feel myself I, I could feel that I was ready which is not you know it's a very rare thing to feel ready to lead a show on Broadway or just be mm -hmm. you know but mm -hmm. in my gut I had rehearsed day in day out I took it home with me you know like it really I, I felt ready and so when the day had come that Broadway was shutting down for who knows how long, still to this point, who knows how long. Uh, it was, it was hard because you, you work so hard and then it's right, it's right there. And then, you know, who, who knows how much longer it'll be, but I mean, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> I mean, totally understandable, right? I yeah. mean, you, you've been working, working, working and, you know, it's like, it's so interesting because you know, when you think about, um, you know, and I wanted to ask you this, um, you know, at any given moment, you could be, you could be asked to make your Broadway debut and be called on to play one of any three characters. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Like before all of this, the shutdown, when I was fully in the cast and showing up to work every day, it was, that was the mentality. It was so always on mentally which is a lot more exhausting than I expected uh but also I think a part of me I put that pressure on myself you know mm -hmm. of having the on switch on all the time yeah which I think I learned or am still learning how to navigate that Broadway understudy mentality because it is a lot of pressure especially in Dear Evan Hansen you right know? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. What would you say um, your definition of living in the moment is? Oh, wow. Uh, I guess recently just listening to your gut, you know, I, I've dealt with that a lot just since coming to New York and college. There are so many people in New York, especially, and just in life around this sort of time of your life, uh, telling you what they want you to do or what they think you should do based on their past experiences. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so especially recently just having to navigate all of this life, you know, in the past couple of years, constantly looking for other people's, you know, quote unquote advice. But really I was, I, maybe I was doing it a bit too much and a bit from too many people. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you, I had to like, really sit down with myself and you know allow myself to make my own decision based on what I'm telling myself I, we all have gut instincts you know and to not follow it 
could lead down so many paths of regret of you know whatever and I didn't want to take that risk by listening to too many people about too many opinions you know so I think living the moment for sure is just being able to listen to yourself and allow yourself to choose that action whatever you're telling yourself Mm, I love that so it sounds to me like like um you know in the industry, obviously there's, there's a lot of advice giving. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. um, you know, limiting beliefs about what you're supposed to be doing and, you know, totally. what you should do and assumptions about, well, if you do this, then, then that will happen and so on and exactly. so forth. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, you know, the, the voices in your head saying, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So, especially like being so young and coming into such a popular show in the Broadway world. I mean, it is, it's daunting. It's scary. You don't want to, you don't want to burn any bridges or, you know, that, Mm -hmm. which is what I thought if I, if I turned down someone or if I didn't do this one project, Oh my God, like I'll never work with them again. You know, I just completely went to the extreme. Mm. Um, Yeah. I'm kind of hearing you say a little bit and tell me if this sounds about right. Um, I'm hearing you say a little bit that in order for you to live, to, to really live in the moment, you need to sort of um, filter out some of those those voices in your head and spend time with yourself. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. At the end of the day, you only have what what you have. It, it, you have yourself and your gut and your instincts and you know where that leads is where it leads. But you know. Absolutely. So so if you know, thinking of uh, living in the moment as a value which clearly it is on a scale of say one to 10 with 10 being, you know, the ultimate, you know, ultimately valuable, uh, you know, where would you, where would you sort of put that in importance for you? Of living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, oof. Uh, recently I, I put it at like a, a healthy eight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think it's really important because without that, then you're just going to be constantly living in, somewhat fear or somewhat regret you know all these all all these things yeah i'm curious to know why it isn't a 10 not you know no judgment i'm just curious you you know you deliberately said eight a strong <laughs> eight so i'm curious to know what would really it be for a 10 now what's that i don't really know what i would put at a 10 now no i'm just curious it's interesting right you just in your gut you said eight yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's important to also at the same time to, you know, acknowledge all those things and listen to your gut. But, um, you know, don't don't take anything too seriously. You know, don't don't uh, don't um, don't obsess over it. Don't kill yourself over it. You know, at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do in each day. And so, if you go to bed obsessing over, oh, well, I didn't do that thing, or I didn't. I didn't listen to myself here exactly. You know, you have to, I, I guess at an eight is because you have to lower the intensity of it in, in my mind to just let it go day by day, you know? Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, th- I always find it really interesting to hear, um, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, um, uh, you're leaving space for yourself in there, which is interesting. You know what I mean? It's a it's a very sort of um, head and head and heart sort of moment where I where I'm sort of hearing that your head is saying now, you know, don't live there. If that's the place where I'm, you know, making decisions and and 
and all that stuff not to necessarily get stuck there either it sounds like there's a little bit of fear around i don't want to get stuck there either is that am i hearing sure. that yeah totally you have to let yourself just let each day happen and i mean there are things in our control and there are things out of it so yeah yeah mm -hmm. no absolutely so yeah. i'm curious to know i mean you so how do you stay in the moment when again when when you know that you know there must be some inherent excitement and all this this adrenaline you know that's ready to shoot at any moment and you you you, you express that you're you are ready, you know, you're ready uh -huh. to go on. And now suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, you know, not only do you not know when you're going on, but like nobody knows when they're going to, you know. Yeah, there's nothing to go on for. <laughs> exactly. Totally. So, so what do you do? How do you, how do you navigate that? Um, well, it was really hard at first. I mean, um, in terms of like uh, when I was doing it or now in quarantine? Well, I mean, a bit of both. I mean, talk to me about whatever comes to mind, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, when I was there, like I said, from January to mid-March, it was, um, it was hard. I mean, I would see people go on and then immediately I would take out my script and just try and get the lines down, get it perfect. And it was so um, specific in a way, you know, obviously being such a hit show, but there were moments where I could allow myself to just fully be on stage. I mean, I remember my tech put in which is sort of you know the closest i got yeah. <laughs> full costume and obviously with everyone else um lighting everything and i remember multiple parts um in the show just obviously saying the lines and being in character but also sort of not and taking like a little part of myself um on stage with me just to keep myself present you know because it's not every day that you're singing center stage waving through a window on a Broadway stage you know and so I think mm. keeping those parts of me on stage obviously I'm in character and obviously I'm doing what I'm told and all all those things that I've been rehearsing for but I don't know I think it's important to keep a little bit of yourself on the stage to remind yourself why you're doing it and this is this is it it's sort of a pinch me moment you know but I think mm. that's important to to stay alive in it versus just page 69 of my line, your line. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, I'm hearing that, you know, you're savoring the moment. Totally. Totally. You have to, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's a crazy experience that quite not a lot, many people have. <laughs> so no, yeah, no. And actually um, the ability to, to live in the moment and savor the moment as you've done, especially when there's so many expectations put upon you. I mean, my God, right? Um, from yourself and from the world. Um, it's amazing. And I just want to sort of acknowledge and sort of, you know, celebrate your ability to do that. That's a massive strength to be able to go, wow, here I am on the stage doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing. It, to be able to do that is, is a gift and a strength. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we try. I try. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because I'm curious to know how you, how you might be able to use that strength moving forward um, in terms of, you know, your future, your future as an actor and, and, and your career. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, this is my Broadway debut or will be at some point, you know, and mm -hmm. 
I think any future projects to come or any opportunities, if they do, um, I think it only just makes us more more a part of the game, you know, a part of the the world of theater. Because one thing that I'm really taking in or did take in when I was there is the the routine, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, we all have our uh, symbiotic. Is that the right word? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like we all seeing the stage management, seeing the company management, seeing the actors, seeing how that energy flows and how we sort of pass the ball to each other. Uh, That's what made me want to, you know, stay alive and and stay in the moment and like, and because it it is an active game of passing the ball to each other, you know. Yes. Of yes. teamwork, it's collaboration, and so I think moving forward, I think it'll only make me more aware of what part I play in the bigger picture because it takes, you know, as you know, it takes so many people, so many departments, so many heads of things to make it all happen. The least I can do is, you know, be active and, and adaptive and ready to, you know, um, engage. Yeah. I love that active and adaptive. Yeah, yeah. And ready. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we're all we're all facing uncertainty, right? In this industry and and everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And you know, for sure, but we can't, you know, we can't we can't control these things, but you know, we are at choice around how we choose to feel about each moment. It's really hard to know that things are out of your control. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah. you have to let some things go and some things you are in control of. It's just an everyday battle. 100%. And I, I'm curious, how much energy would you say that you spend worrying about what you can't control? Oh, I mean, it, it, it's a lot. I mean, before, <laughs> this, before all this, you know, deciding, because obviously, um, when I was in the show, or before I was in the show, I was in school. Um, and it was just so fast paced. And that, I think, was the peak of when I was just really fearful and on edge about every little thing from one email to that person to a, a teacher I mean I was just getting so caught up in things that were not my place to get caught up in does that make sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and I think it was sort of after the shutdown and being home is when I really had time to reflect on that because there was really no time to reflect it was so fast-paced going straight from school to rehearsals to joining I mean it was just so crazy there was no time to process it um and so being home now reflecting on it and just looking at all the little things that I could have just you know thrown up and given out of my control uh, there were a lot <laughs> mm. Interesting. So I'm hearing that that as you look back, now that you have this time to reflect, this space, this perspective, that you're realizing um, that there are certain things that you could have just accepted were out of your control and would have freed up totally. a lot of your energy. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's interesting. So, so what else have you learned through this experience about yourself? Oh, wow. <laughs> um... Or are you learning? I mean, you know, it's a, it's a process, right? Everyday thing. I think it, it goes back to sort of the same same topics we've, we've talked about before, just in general of, you know, listening to your gut because at the end of the day, you only have yourself. 
Um, that's a big, big one that I've been taking in. And um, I mean, I, I don't know how, what, what day are we on of quarantine? It's, it's been crazy. I think day, learning how to take every day as its own and try and, you know, it, it's good to be aware of the bigger picture in, in, in some cases, but for me, I found it's helpful to just sort of wake up, do my job of the day, whatever that is, and um, letting that go, you know? I think mm -hmm. it's hard to be all, all in quarantine, all in isolation, and it can really get down on you. But if you just take it day by day, I think, you know, it's just like a, a big, big mountain. You just hike one step at a time or one bite at a time, you know? Yeah. It, yeah, that's helpful for me, at least, to just think about the world we're in right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. No, one time. It's all you can do. That that's right. And you know, it's um it's an opportunity, isn't it, to sort of stand back and, and savor even, you know, what what we've got today, right? One thing at a time. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you know, what do you know will be true about you no matter what happens in this crazy world? Like what do you take with you? What can no one take away from you? I try and take my humor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, seriously, like we need it now more than ever. And I think, um, I, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen tense situations both in theater and just in life, and how how people approach conflict or, or tension. And not to say I just don't. Period. Of course I do. But I mean, <laughs> um, I think it's important to just always have a sense of laugh at yourself, laugh at situations. I mean, it's the only way we can get through it, you know, without being too hard on ourselves. It all comes back to all that. Mm, I love that. So you've got yeah. your own protective armor, right? Don't For take sure. it personally. Yeah. And it just kind of like, you know, um, brings the, you know, what's the word? It, it all just kind of softens the room and. Yeah. A little levity. Yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> A little levity, Nathan Levy, levity. A levy, levity. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, hard, that's hard to say. That's, yeah. <laughs> so where do you see yourself three years from now? Oh, three years from now. Um, I, I'm hopefully not in quarantine, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I think someplace where I'm performing in, in, in any sense or you know, on the creative side, if that, if that's what takes hold, you know, that would be great at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, being, being able to just have the outlet, because right now, that is the one thing that we all don't have, which I think is huge, a huge aspect of this theater mentality, this theater world is the, we can do all the creating ourselves, but the outlet in-person part is what's really been hard for me um and so yeah just at this point really just getting out there and doing the thing you know yeah no fair like in any way any way shape or form yeah totally just uh just yeah. get it there you know yeah no i hear you i hear you what's it what's the biggest struggle you have right now being quarantined would you say hmm um Biggest struggle, I guess. Hmm. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, I mean. What about today? What was your biggest? Did you have one today that sort of 
Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it, I, it sounds repetitive and it truly is, but I mean, letting myself allow the day to happen without trying to think too big picture. I mean, I, I very much am analytical about all of that and the bigger picture and well, the, the time spent here versus the time I could have spent there, all, all these big conceptual things, I, every day I have to sort of strip down because otherwise I will just get wrapped up in it so much that the day just passes me. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it's, it's a, turns into a, a negative cycle for sure. Yeah. So I guess stripping away those, those thoughts of, um, yeah, everything that's not in our control. Cause right. I can't, there are, there's so much that's not in anyone's control right now, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I'm curious to know how you might use your, you know, your humor. You shared with us that, that humor is something no one will ever take, you know, take away from you, how you're able to use that to sort of break that cycle. Oh, God. I mean, there's, there's so many things in this world right now that are, you know, hilarious in a sense. <laughs> I think it's important that we, as serious as things are right now and as tense things can be, it's, um, you know, it, it's also not that hard to laugh at it, you know? And I think that keeps us grounded. And I think that um, that just eases the tension that there's so much um, tension in this world right now. Everything feels so chaotic and so tense. I think having the ability to laugh at things is, or yourself even, you know, because you can get so down on yourself or get so down on a certain community or um, the world in general, you know, or life. But if you can have the ability to just take a step back and laugh at it, that that's the part of life that brings me joy and keeps me going is to be able to look at life as you know just one one big one big story and there's there's funny parts there's sad parts you know yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah. wow yeah yeah i listen i so appreciate you talk you know taking the time and and speaking with me today and being in the moment sharing yeah, your story for sure no, before, yeah no please and before before we say goodbye i love to ask all my guests what are the top three things that happened so far today? Hmm. Top three things. Yeah. Um, well, I woke up, which I think we, you know, we're <laughs> here. That's that's a that's a, a gift beyond words. And we're here. Um another gift. It's beautiful outside. I'm gonna, you know, I have the privilege and the opportunity to go out and enjoy. Um, where I'm at, where I'm living, how I'm living, which I think is really important. And um, my mom made pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that one should be top one. That was, That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And what's the number one thing you're looking forward to, do, to today? Mm, um, reconnecting with friends. It's, it's my roommate and best friend Nadia's 21st birthday. Oh, that's wonderful. Happy birthday to Nadia. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to, you know, reconnect with friends. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, Nathan, thank you so much. And it's been just wonderful hearing about your story and about how you're handling everything. And thank you so much for sharing. I want you to stay safe and healthy. Yes, you too. 
and I look forward to following your career. And I have no doubt that you are going to be killing it Aww. in any one of those roles and more. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. So be well, and uh, we'll talk soon. You too. Bye. Okay. In music, stop time is that beautiful moment where the band is suspended in rhythmic unison, supporting the soloist to express their individuality. In the moment, I encourage you to take that time and create your own rhythm. Until next time, I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks for listening.